When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to another Mike Tomlin Press Conference podcast. This is Behind the Steel Curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you on Tomlin Tuesday. Coach Tomlin just wrapped up his weekly press conference and, uh, Let's look at it and talk about it and see what was brought up and everything. I know a lot of things that people are wanting to talk about are the injury situation. We will get to that very soon. So uh, let's not beat around the bush and let's just dive right into it so we can get to what you all ultimately want to hear. Um, Coach Tomlin first broke down a little bit of what was going on with, with the Steelers this past week. He actually started off shockingly talking about special teams and how they need more splash, how they had opportunities with, uh, you know, catching punts at open fields and maybe making a splash play there. Um, thought that was kind of interesting. Um, he said for the defense, the tackling was below the line. Um, I think a lot of people would agree with that based on watching the game. Um, and that that's something that they have to do better. He he talked about how they're going to improve these things, um, answering a question later on uh, that we'll make sure that we get to. And um, we also said with the defense is that they got thrown a little bit. A wrinkle they weren't expecting was the fact that it was Coach Campbell calling the offensive plays. Uh, he took over the play calling after the bye week. And therefore, some tendencies and some things they were looking for weren't necessarily the same because a lot of times, you know, Coach Tomlin's mentioned in the past that, you know, if you're going to scout a team, you know, um, that you look at, don't just look at the players from that team. If they have a new coaching staff, look at what they did in the last place where they were and and things of that nature, you know, how the offensive coordinator calls plays even when it, they were with a different team. So having a, a different person calling the plays and doing things caught them off guard. And uh, it, it might have been that they did some things that, that, the Steelers weren't quite ready for the Lions were able to cash in on it on a short amount of time where it was, where it was successful until the Steelers adjusted and took care of things. So, um, coach Tomlin also specifically talked about tackling and he's like, the approach is important. Not, not, he wasn't talking like mental approach, like as a player is, a, is approaching the ball carrier is important in tackling. Like are they having, long strides versus short strides to get there. And, you know, he talked about some of the technical things with tackling that they just have to make sure that they um, are are getting together to to improve on that. It seems like the Steelers have been up and down with their tackling this year. You know, they, they've had some rough games. They had a rough game going into the bye against Seattle with the tackling, and then it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue the week before the Seattle game. So it's kind of been up and down this year. On offense, um, Coach Thomas talked about their inability to maintain possession. Okay. Uh, you can't score points if you can't 
keep the football, meaning not just the three turnovers that they had, but also being able to, you know, continue drives to have the football in order to finish it off. But he did specifically talk about, you know, the two turnovers in overtime. Uh, there's a price to pay for that. And it's really surprising. I mean, I'd have to go back and check the stats, but I'm, I don't know if a team has ever turned the ball over twice in overtime and, and ended up not losing the game. Um, that's just one of those crazy things to to look at at some point. Um, I mean, especially in a 10-minute overtime as, as, as the NFL went to that recently, so there's not as many games to look at. I don't know if there's ever been a team that's turned it over like that. Usually, you know, you lose the game. Just unfortunately, the Steelers weren't able to win. Um, Coach Tom also said that there, you know, there's an emphasis on core fundamental things on both sides of the ball that they have to do, taking care of the ball on offense, tackling on defense, things like that. So then he got into the injuries. I know that's what a lot of people are waiting for. Um, there, He's expecting Chase Claypool to return to practice this week, you know, specifically on Wednesday, seeing in what capacity he can work. So that's encouraging because um, with Claypool, there was a, a fear that it could be season ending. Then the reports were good, that he was week to week. I wasn't surprised that he missed a game last week. The fact that it wouldn't be multiple games would be really encouraging that if he could get back out there. Um, Dotson and Hayden, he really doesn't know about those guys. It will be about their uh, practice participation. With Dotson dealing with the high ankle sprain, I still wouldn't be shocked if he ends up on the IR. Um, Coach Tomlin might have said that now, and by the afternoon they've had to make the move. But right now, there's no reason to make that move just yet, the Steelers have two open spots on their roster as both Minka Fitzpatrick and uh, Ben Roethlisberger are on the COVID-19 list. So, And we'll get to them in just a moment. One thing that I thought was very nice that Coach Tomlin talked about was that he's confident that Trey Turner will be returning this week after he exited the game with an ankle injury. So that's good that he would go that far with Turner because he even he talked about him differently than even Hayden and Dotson. So we'll we'll see what happens with Hayden and Dotson early in the week. Uh, Trey Turner should be good to go. And <laughs> the way Coach Tomlin described it for T.J. Watt was we're going to leave the light on for him. In other words, T.J. Watt does things that other people don't do, um, not just on the field, but even getting himself ready to be on the field. So he's not ruling Watt out. I just thought that was a good way to put it. So a lot of these guys – if if you're if you're someone who's into fantasy football that they already are labeling players this early in the week, they'd probably all be questionable. Um, so we'll see how it goes as the as practices kick off on Wednesday. Now to the to the COVID list stuff. Um, ben Ben Roethlisberger, he said, Coach Tomlin says has an opportunity to to come off the reserve COVID nineteen list um, this week, depending on the tests. Um, I'm pretty sure he's got to have two negative tests. I think it's 24 hours apart, not 48. Um, there's so many different things and different protocols, so I'm I'm not exactly sure. So there's a chance that he can. But right now what they're doing is they're building their game plan and moving forward with Mason Rudolph. Um, if Ben can hop on that train, then Ben will hop on the train, much like he did uh, last year against Cincinnati when he was um, a close contact. So, and Coach Tomlin actually mentioned that game last year where Ben was a close contact and came in late in the week and um, played well, and the Steelers won that game by a lot. 
So there's the possibility for that. Then he also mentioned Minka Fitzpatrick. He basically says, don't anticipate on him coming back. He's basically written off Minka Fitzpatrick of not being able to clear the, the, the protocol. And he was asked about it later, so we'll, so I'll bring it back up then. But it's just basically that they're not planning on Minka. He's not ruled out. They just they're not moving forward thinking he's going to be available. Um, that uh, Coach Tomlin did also mention um, that that the last time that they that they went out to L.A. to play the Chargers, um, it was Duck Hodges playing, and he's saying, yeah, you know, we had a pretty good game, and the Steelers won. So he's, it's not that they aren't used to going out to the West Coast, specifically L.A., to face the Chargers and having um, not all their people. So Coach Tomlin turned to the Chargers. He went on and on about Justin Herbert, said a lot of things without saying much. Therefore, I didn't write anything else down because I'm like, he's not really saying anything. Oh, he, he does this. And, oh, he, he can also – uh, use his legs. And I mean, it was just a lot of coach talk, but in other words, he's saying, Justin Herbert's a good player. You got to account for him. Thank you very much, coach. He, he mentioned a couple other players by name, Keenan Allen. I taught, he kind of gushed over him. Like he sometimes does and said about his opportunity to, to get to know him when they coached the pro bowl several years ago, how he's such a hard worker, lives and breathes it. A lot of those things. He mentioned Mike Williams, who's their field stretcher. He talked about their tight end, Jared cook. that says he's been a matchup issue since 2009 when he came into the league. In other words, he's saying he's a guy that's been around a long time and they've seen him before. And he is a, someone that you've got to make sure that you cover that, that match up there. He also mentioned um, Eckert, the running back. He says he, you know, he runs inside, he runs outside and he's involved in the passing game. He's basically someone that does it all. Um, and he talks about their offense. They said, the one thing that they do is they use pace as a weapon. So that they'll, they'll speed it up and use that to their advantage. Um, for defense, he basically went on and on about Bosa and James. Uh, Bosa, the edge rusher. Uh, James, the safety. I'm, I think strong safety, but I'll just say safety. Um, he said how their game records, the one, you know, he's taking care of stuff in the front. The other one's taking care of stuff in the back. And that they're just guys that disrupt things. Um, he also said that they do a really good job in mixing their coverages. Um, so they're not showing you the same coverage all the time, mixing it up, which is a challenge that you must overcome. At that, Coach Tomlin then moved on to the question and answer portion. So got a lot of questions. Some questions were multiple questions about the same person coming back to it. Um, so we'll just highlight um, some of the best ones here. Um, he was asked after you know reviewing the tape and everything to assess Mason Rudolph's performance. And he talked about a lot of the good things he did and, you know, um, communication, both, you know, in the huddle on the sidelines between drives, all those kind of things. Um, if he's, if he was going to bring up an area of growth, he said could have been more accurate on his passes, even on the completions in order to give a greater opportunity for yards after the catch. So that was something that they, that the coach Tomlin specifically mentioned, um, that, that, that could be improved. Um, he was asked about throwing the ball 50 times, kind of blew it off. 
said they played five quarters. Well, not exactly five quarters, coach, because it's only 10 minutes over time, but it was more than four quarters. And uh, yeah, and it's not even as much thrown at 50 times, but you threw it 50 and ran at 31. And he even mentioned that they, you know, they had they had a feature back go over 100 yards. Well, that that's great. If, if your feature back goes over 100 yards, you, you might want to even give them the ball even more. But um, that was just kind of his answer about, you know, playing an extra quarter. Um, he was asked about the snaps from Kendrick Green, if it's something that he needs to work on with Mason Rudolph. And Coach Tomlin, wisely, because this is true, uh, dismissed having to work on it with Rudolph right away or chemistry there. He's like, uh, you just got to get the snaps down. You just got to do it. Okay. Um, you've got to make sure it's something that you're going to do right. You've got to be able to do it right and move on. It's not something that you have to talk about and spend all these things and practice on. You're a professional. Do it right move on. That's kind of the same thing he talked about with the tackling. He brought it up again and said, yeah, it's not like we're going to have to sit there and spend all our time in practice on tackling. Your professionals tackle better, move on. Um, that's kind of <laughs> what he was saying. Um, then Coach Tom was asked about, you know, with the reads happening on run-pass option plays, um, if, if they should have, you know, maybe done the runs more because even though they had a stack box that, you know, running the ball would be better. Coach Tom kind of shut that down too. He's like, if we want to make sure we run the ball, we'll call run play. Not every play is a run pass option. If we call run pass option, the, the players are supposed to, you know, mainly the quarterback, read it correctly and do what the play calls for. If they want to strictly run the ball, they call a run play. Um, so that's, just kind of how it worked when it comes to calling plays. So if people are like, oh, well, Ru Rudolph should have handed that off. Based on the read, he shouldn't have. If the Steelers wanted to run it, they should have called a run play. Um, was asked about a replacement for Minka Fitzpatrick, and it's kind of what he just reiterated what he had said before uh, Coach Tomlin did, which was it's a multiplayer discussion. He even mentioned, you know, like replacing Mike Hilton from this offseason, that it's it might not just be one guy. It might take multiple players in doing multiple things in different situations in order to replace Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, he was asked a question. <laughs> it's funny. He was asked some questions that I, you could tell he was kind of annoyed by. Um, he was asked a question about the Chargers going forward a lot on fourth down and, and if um, that'll change his aggressiveness. And he almost made him repeat the question because it was like, I mean, obviously, if they go for it a lot on fourth down, your defense needs to prepare for that. But they were trying to say, will it change the way you strategize your, your calling? And he's like, we do what we do. You know, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, I can't remember the exact words because it can't say primetime because it isn't primetime. But, you know, it's a big game because we're in it. Was He uses his line. And he also uses the nameless gray faces line to answer this one. He's like, it, you know, we'll do what we do regardless of the nameless gray faces on the other side of the ball. Um, so you got to love that he could bust those out. Um, okay. Oh, I'm trying to read my, my, my writing for some of this because there was so much. I ran out of room on one page. That um, he was, it was a question to know: Is there a time that's too late for Ben Roethlisberger to be cleared to play in this game? Thought it was a good question, and what I thought was even better is how he didn't answer it. <laughs> he basically says, "We'll deal with it when it happens." So he, you know, he talked around it a little bit, but great question, 
And typical Coach Tomlin response, because you don't want to tie your hands into saying, oh, well, if Ben's not here by blah, 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 of course he's not going to answer it. But just because you know he's not going to answer it doesn't mean you shouldn't ask the question. Um, I, I really like that one. That that was a good one. Okay. Um, I also liked, uh, he was asked about 13 teams having four or five wins and and everyone being, you know, even the AFC North being all closely um, they're all close together in, in their rankings and, and how does that affect what you're doing? He's, he gave the line of, we don't worry about the Joneses. That was his, that was his line uh, for this press conference. So the coach Tomlin, he doesn't worry about the Joneses. In other words, he doesn't care what other people's records are. His job is to have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning as many games as possible. And, the reminder of, and you could tell from the tone of the press conferences, they did not win this week. It doesn't matter that they tied. They didn't win. Um, and that's that's kind of how Coach Tomlin felt about it moving forward. He was asked about being on the competition committee and if, uh, if you know, part of moving the overtime from 15 minutes down to 10, if he had different thoughts on that. And his answer was, hey, just because it was us and we were the ones involved with it here shouldn't change how I feel, what's the right thing to do. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to do it just because it affects my team, which is why someone like Coach Tomlin is on the competition committee because for someone who's been on committees and stuff and still is on committees for sports things, there's nothing worse than someone's there that's there and they're only worried about their team and not worried about what's best for everybody. Um, you need someone that's, that's worried about what's best for the league when you're going to be on those committees. So let's get back to this. Oh, the Joe Schobert stuff. Um, he was asked about Schobert's comments where two different times he brought up about, you know, needing to be better in practice or work more in practice. And uh, this was in the postgame uh, interviews. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, go to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. There was an article there on Tuesday morning that included the quotes and a video to it. Um, it's all, it's all laid out there, but coach Tomlin says he's got no problems with the way that they practice. And he's sure that Joe was just answering the questions that they asked him. So in other words, he kind of blew it off and not blew it off, but he seemed a little bit more perturbed about it than I would say blowing it off, but really downplayed it. That's the better way to say it. Um, so he was asked again about Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm pretty sure this was Stan Saverin that asked this question. He's like, Minka Fitzpatrick, you're talking about him being out. Is he definitely out or or with everything with the with the COVID protocol? And Coach Tomlin's like, we're just going to assume that he's out based on the protocol just because of how it works. Um, if he comes back, he comes back. But they're just working with that assumption, and that's why he was going that way. Um he was also asked about if they would change anything with how they do things around the facility now that they've had a couple of COVID cases. And he's like, we, we execute an overabundance of, ca of, of caution in this area, and we're going to continue to do so. Um, he was says that when he was asking, he was asked again about the game plan. If you know, but with Ben and Mason and all, if you're doing this, this game plan with Mason, um, would it be more difficult for Ben to step in? And he, and he pointed this out. And I think we could realize this, that there's more likes than dislikes between Ben and Mason. And when he means likes being how they're similar than how they're different, that they are, that there are more things that they have in common as a quarterback than more things they have different. So that's why he, I think he said, um, it's not like Mason is coming in as a four, four quarterback that you're instantly going to, you know, have him carry the ball a bunch of times. So, you know, it's a, which was a really good point. 
Um, then he was asked one other question about Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I wish this would have been the last one, but there was other one other one I'll, I'll mention then about being able to participate virtually in meetings and what he continued, would he be able to do that this week? Coach Tomlin came right out and says, absolutely. He's been in a hundred percent of the meetings. He fully participated in meetings yesterday and they, and they anticipate him being able to do so all week. So Ben's still going to be a part of the process. I mean, obviously he just can't be out on the field, but he's there for the, for the game planning and everything else. Uh, And then the last question was about adding another quarterback to the practice squad. Was it important to have that arm there? Um, And it, and coach Tomlin, I think answered it well. was like, they're here to help us with the game prep. So probably rather than if they're moving forward, thinking that now this is me saying this, this wasn't coach Tomlin, that if you're moving forward, assuming that Mason's your, your, your starter and Haskins is your backup, you would prefer to not have your backup having to run, um, the, the, all the scout things and things like that. And, and you work on the other, you know, preparing to be the other team's quarterback to prepare the defense. So that's why you bring in another quarterback when you have a 16 man practice squad where you can do so. And that's pretty much what he'll be doing this week is, is, you know, being Justin Herbert, if you think of it that way. So that's, that was the press conference. It was a long one. It, it, I had more notes on this press conference than any that I've had so far this week. So I'm sorry if this podcast went a little bit long. Make sure you're checking out our podcast. Make sure you're checking out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. There's been enough here to cover, uh, so we're just going to wrap this up. And i, I got to finish it off, like always, and say, go Steelers. <laughs>